Welcome back to 4 Geeks by Geeks, where geeks come to geek out. Unfortunately, we have Alex with us being Alex, so there's that. (laughs) (laughs) We are on episode two of City of the Mist, um, and this is where we are really going to get a kickstart into um, the play in the field of what City of Mist entails. Uh, We had a little bit of rolling last session. Uh, We had a bit of the rules kind of come into play, but we are really getting into the nitty gritty of this first case that are um i'm not sure if we're calling them superheroes yet but our pro i see i don't even know if i can call them protagonists of our story um our our player characters of the story um they are about to start really diving into pandora and what all it entails so it's about to get real interesting this web of information that i've got built is probably about to fucking go off a cliff and me trying to keep track of everything but let's get in to some fun facts so alex give us our first fun fact about uh colin blackfoot yeah so uh colin is uh, pretty pretty fresh out of prison that's kind of been established but the reason that he's working at blockbuster is actually that it's the job that he had in high school and he was able to get out of prison speak to the manager there <laughs> And they Dude, still been of, there the whole time. Yeah, it's this really like tired old. Uh, it's this really tired old woman, and she was very kind, and she said, "Yeah, come on, come on back." So, she I need to know what is this tired old woman's name? Uh, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Let me think about it. I'll, I'll have a name for you. Soon. That's okay. Um, we have a Mythos and Logos generator brought to us by Cantina13 that can just provide me a name real quick. And that name is going to be Claire Vosberg. I like that. I like Claire. Yeah. This is proof that Pandora is cut off from the rest of the world. The fact that Blockbuster <laughs> still exists. <laughs> Is Netflix a thing? Yeah, we established that, right? Oh, we did. We did. Colin's little well, to-do list. Is it still in the mailing DVDs to your house phase of Netflix or the streaming? Ooh, that's I a- forgot that was a thing. Yeah, I forgot. That, that's the OG purpose. For all you kids out there, we used to have a queue that we'd pick which movies we want sent to our house. And we'd watch it, mail it back, and you get the next one. Yeah, yeah all right, Grandpa. So. Let's get you your pills. Uh, <laughs> no, it's real. It's real. The moon landing never happened. Okay. <laughs> I've gone too far. Let's definitely get you your pills. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Bozer playing Cornelius Del Avrat. I'm sorry, Avordalius the Third. Cornelius Avordalius the Third. Fun fact about Cornelius is he knows that he's a third because uh, of a name badge that was found on him during a uh, pivotal scary event from a few years ago. But other than that, he doesn't quite remember much from before uh, five or six years ago. Wouldn't be kind of messed up if his last name was just like three eyes in a row and he didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) My pappy was a dolphin and his pappy was a dolphin before him. I'm not going to lie, I had that thought process. I was like, I could do some rude shit with this. Lord, amazing. Fantastic. Following him, we've got Jeff Sitz playing, I'm going to just call him the broker, because I don't know if last session their name was actually revealed. I think it was. 
I think um, his first name at least. Yeah, I think not, so. Not we're, with us personally. Not, no. Yeah, not with yeah. the player characters, but we. I've said Andresh quite a few okay, times. Okay, perfect. I couldn't remember, and I liked the ambiance still around the mysticism, pun intended, of the broker, so. Um, fun fact about Andresh, they specifically have a fund set aside to buy meals for one of the local orphanages. Aww. Listen... Aww. Listen here. Uh, I didn't realize that we were trying to. <laughs> I, was, I didn't realize we were trying to establish. Uh, Colin volunteers at a soup kitchen. And, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> volunteers, core hey. ordered tomato, he's, tomato, Barney he's, Stinson. Because he's broke. Yeah. <laughs> Cornelius volunteers at a brothel. <laughs> he volunteers all of the money he earns to those in need. Yeah. Wow. You know. Sex workers are workers, you know. Thanks. Big thank you for our, thank you for your service. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you Someone's got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we are now six months into the concept of this campaign. We are on technically episode three. We've gone through session zero, session one. Now recording session two, uh, and this motherfucker still has not solidified his character or his character sheet. We have Lucas playing Detective Spencer Cooper. Am I playing Detective Spencer Cooper? I'm not convinced at this point. I was playing a D&D character named Bosch, and then that worked out for all <laughs> for two episodes? <laughs> maybe three. Maybe three. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, there you go. There's a fun fact. Um, we still don't know exactly what the hell uh, we're doing. Um, no, uh, Cooper probably, let's see, his, his little fun fact is he's a uh, – he's not – exactly playing nice with others in in the organization we'll say because uh he's got a pretty good mouth on him <laughs> wonder where he got that from <laughs> yeah no it's totally not from you know <laughs> the guy who made him and uh in <laughs> in doing so let us uh start this game right so as i start pulling files out and I go across the names. I got Dell, the genie, Colin, and just a sticky note with the broker on it. I start putting <laughs> them on my board. Dell, I fucking deal with this guy again. Hopefully, uh, no one gets blown up again. Colin. I don't know why he brought Colin into this. I don't need anyone to die any more than they're already dead. And then obviously, whoever you are, as I'm staring at this sticky note that just says the broker on it, I just wish I knew anything to do with you, because that information would make life so much easier for all of us. But I can't pay that price. And then I'm gonna just turn over. I'm going to look at my other board that's just full of strings from the genie, from the map of the, the city, and the park, to the sky rises, to all these other things. I'm like, what in the hell are we gonna do about this? And fade to black. <laughs> 
more fucking art that I got to come up with, which is not a bad thing because I like the idea of the web that I am creating needing to be like solidified into these case absolutions. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be fun. So thank you for that. So we left off the previous session um, where the our players' characters uh, mostly met for the first time. There's been some previous interaction amongst the two or amongst the four of them. But this is the first time they have learned they are now co-workers, for lack of a better term. Uh, they were instructed by Pierce Snyder that this is an audition for a job. Um, they are auditioning for some level of quid pro quo that um, individually has been established with everybody. But the interactions um, were going to be fresh and raw as we are going to start this session the next day. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I would like to just do a little brief one-on-one -on -one with everybody because I want to know the emotions they're all feeling with one, being told one thing by Pierce Snyder and then being told something immediately different uh, the moment they all get together. Um, so Colin, you are leaving the factory. What, what's going through his mind as he's walking out those bay doors? So, uh, for our viewers' sake, because of course I know, what was the contradiction that was presented to us? <laughs> uh, so the con <laughs> uh, Basically, Snyder told you like, hey, you guys are going to just work for me. Um, I need help um, taking the genie down. Um, but when he presented this to all of you, you guys just had the job. Uh, you got to the factory and he was like, no, nah, this is more like an audition so I can like see if you're worth the salt. Uh, my second follow-up question is, are we moving to start investigating right now? Not yet. We're going to follow that up the next day. Okay. Uh, I think Colin is a little relieved. I think he was expecting to have to, like, break into this factory. And there was a part of him that was really anxious that they would all immediately start having to do crime for this DA that he doesn't like. Do uh, crime. Do crime! <laughs> um, which is, you know, obviously tattooed on his lower back. Uh, <laughs> he's... How far down are we talking? Cannon. Tramp stamp level? Uh, it's, Always. Well, it's only, not not tramp stamp level. Only it's, if you it's get really, the first phrase of that, too. You yeah, it was, it's, a, it's prison ink. You know, he got it done when he was young. Um, I would... Like honestly, with a paper clip, he said, "I had yeah. to survive. I had to survive somehow." <laughs> the and, imagery and that came to mind for me was actually um, like really shitty angel wings on the <laughs> shoulder blades, <laughs> and just, and just inside crime. each one is do and crime. <laughs> no, I think it's, I don't think it was that intricate. I think Colin just had one of his buddies. Um, That's what I'm saying. Did. I'm not thinking it's intricate. I'm thinking like one of his buddies put his hand on his back and just traced it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like that. Uh, I think his I think his buddy Lance did that uh, when they were in prison after like a few years of knowing each other. So. Um, this is now added to your character portfolio, so there is no taking that back. That's cool with me. Um, it's going in the fire. Yeah, I think he's a little anxious, and I think he's kind of sighing deeply as soon as he's out of earshot with anybody um, and kind of like fingering the strap running across his chest with one hand and just kind of shoving 
hand into his pocket for his house keys so he can start, like, get, not house, but apartment keys. Fair enough. All right, Dell, you are walking out of the factory. You came in. Did you come in on a motorcycle or did you I have came in the... on a motorcycle. All right. How is Dell feeling? This is the first time he's had interaction with Pierce Snyder, correct? Outside yeah. of their their meeting at Dell's, but before that, right. he's got no experience with Snyder. Right, and right now, Dell is, uh, well, Pierce is not one of his favorite people because he threatened that if I don't help, and then uh, he's coming after my foundry, and I don't like that. That's my family right there. But I also kind of want to figure out what's going on, and any, any new case that I'm on kind of moves me closer to answers and where these new powers came from and maybe if I figure that out then maybe I can figure out who I am so I've got some multiple motives but so I throw my leg over my motorcycle and I'm only like two blocks away <laughs> Dale's <laughs> but I didn't want people to know that so I came in on the motorcycle and I drive around the blocks a few times just kind of thinking about this switcheroo and uh, what what's causing these murders and realizing we only got three days and ways to stop it and it was pretty good to see Detective Cooper again he's got a nice smile when he chooses to use it that is man he's an asshole behind the scenes Lucas has set up a very distinct relationship <laughs> that he has with Bozer's character and Bozer, a conversation we had 15 minutes ago <laughs> is now changing it in, in narrative. I am ecstatic to see him. Well, no, it's just this. different perspectives of the characters, you know? There's like, layers. Kelsey's it one way and Cooper's That's what I'm another. saying. Like I can't, I can't wait to see how this unravels. I, I can't wait for more interactions between the two of them. Oh, I really want Luke, Lucas's emotions in the moment to be like, fucking Dell. God damn it, I hate seeing this. <laughs> so, it's very much going to be like a real-life relationship um, that we may or may not have with a certain person. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jeff, since we established that the broker was on uh, a building just outside the factory observing from there, correct? Yeah, uh, like a block away or something with their drone actually being the one to go to the meeting. And so you, we see the drone like exit through one of the uh, factory windows, like one of the ones way up high close to the ceiling or whatever, you know. You know the ones I'm talking about, like the oh, massive, yeah. like, building long windows that are always at the top of the factory wall. But finds a broken one or an open one, leaves that way, and kind of weaves through alleyways um, to get back up to the rooftop where um, Andres is sitting and, like, guiding it back to them. And from there, I mean... It's gonna be trying to get down from the rooftop and get back to the apartment without any to their apartment without anybody really seeing them because it's right now I'm outside of the neon pillars and which is unusual for the broker. Yeah, and it's not very. I'm not comfortable. Okay. So uh, it's very. I'm exposed. Out of curiosity, is this when the broker would wear the mask? 
or would that be no, too obvious? That'd be. That's one of those things where, like, the, because the broker is somewhat known, trying to throw the mask on while just walking through the street. Okay. Would you Andres's say that no face is. What's that? Would you say that nobody cares who you are until you put on the mask? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> anybody a big fan of Batman? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, who's that? Oh, I don't know. No, okay. <laughs> Man bat, you mean man bat? Man bat, but, yeah, the way cooler yeah. version. <laughs> yeah, the way cooler version. <laughs> but this is the like in this situation, Andres's face is a better mask because if I put on a neon mask, I'm going to stand out. But just walking right. around with my hood up, I'm, I'm not. Mr. Robot walking through the city. Right. <laughs> um, I will say Andres probably has a relatively hard time getting down from the rooftop like getting up there i'm just gonna uh, just because i want to fuck with andres a little bit like okay i'll get up there and find out like oh right i'm up on a roof the door i came through locks automatically behind me so we're gonna say this is a face the danger <laughs> okay so yeah i'm trying to climb down like the the fire escape at this point because like there's not really any other way out. Okay. All right, so go ahead. Are you using any abilities to assist you here? First roll of the session. Nice. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it would actually give me any bonus because um, I don't have anything that would really help me here. But just for flavor and if you'll let me use it as a plus one, uh, I'll use the Raven drone that I was flying around to like. Yeah, I would say um, you would use that kind of like map a course down. Oh no! Like again, it's just a fire escape, and so Andres is just like, okay, this is like a twenty foot drop. Uh, so you want to jump on <laughs> and just trying to like hang down from the fire escape and like balance on the drone, so it just kind of softens my landing. And yep, I, I, I don't will think it's absolutely work allow. That'll give you the plus one for it, but okay. 2d6, right? 2d6. Uh, that, a, that is two, so six total. <laughs> so I'm, th I'm gonna just kind of read over the rules just so one, we can all get ingrained with them. Uh, this is a new system. I want our audience to kind of understand what's going on. What? So face the danger. Uh, when you use your abilities to avoid an incoming hit, endure harm, resist a uh, malign influence, or hold it together, MC or player will name a status in its tag and, re and tier. Uh, so you're going to roll plus power, which he just did. On a 10 plus, you fend off the effect and you take no status at all. He didn't do that. That's a, that's a success. On a 7 to 9, which is considered a mixed success, you take a status, both a minus one tier. On a miss, you take a full status. Uh, so this is just going to be a tier one status. So this is just going to be, um, this is more for just giggles than anything else. Um, so what happens here is kind of as you try and attempt to use the Raven drone uh, to help your descent down this 20 foot drop, uh, you come down on your ankle sideways because it's just, it's a little too quick and you can't control it. Uh, so you now have a mild one injury. Uh, we're just going to call it an ouch, but you have a sprained ankle. Um, so ouch. Uh, it's a, ah. <laughs> and so now our scene of the broker walking through the city to like blend into the crowd uh, is now quietly askewed because now you can pick him out because he's the guy limping through the crowd. Yep. <laughs> 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 
mean, I don't have much to add to that's just limp back <laughs> to the apartment, just... <laughs> and then just as a reminder to you guys how statuses work is that the statuses are only affecting outside of like long-term things like a broken arm are only affected in scene because we're starting the next day he is not going to carry that minus one penalty that should it's scene based statuses outside of longevity based relations so uh and lucas not to i mean i know you did your opinion on everybody here but we're gonna set the scene of you've just watched snyder walk out uh, you just watched your new co-workers walk out and you are now standing in the dim light of the broken skylight above you and you're standing in this empty factory how is cooper feeling at this moment this motherfucker did it again why <laughs> does he always sit there tell me i'm gonna do one thing he's gotta switch it last minute He's not too happy with Pierce right now. <laughs> not too happy at all. I'm like, why are you going to tell me one thing? And now you're having me do this. Now with people that you know, I don't necessarily, like, enjoy. Like, come on. So. And we will fade out on that annoyance just plastered over Detective <laughs> Cooper's face. Looking down at my... So for sake of simplicity, uh, we will say starting the next day is your three-day timer. You have 72 hours uh, before this incident strikes again. And we're going to call it an incident incident because you guys don't really know what's going on here. Uh, you just know that Cooper and one of the other detectives at Pandora's Police Department can't get a crack on this case at all. There are currently, did we establish two or three bodies? Three. Three. There, so there are currently Maxim, three Tony. bodies. Yeah. Did I give you guys names for those? Samit, yeah. Maxim, Tony Allen, Hemming, Torsten. Thank you. Hemming um, Torsten is a screenwriter. Tony Allen is a... She was a tech lead. And then Samit Maxim was in pharma. Correct. And they drove... God, I love in the order takers. that Jeffsuits gave, they drove a Cadillac, an SUV, and a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we and two, we got two note takers. You guys, are, <laughs> you guys are great detectives. <laughs> I think Alex All is right. a better detective than Colin. Colin remembered the car because he's like, "What the fuck is a Tesla?" <laughs> 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 All right, and we are going to just to give us a starting point. Um, I will not be doing much railroading, for lack of a better term here. Uh, I'm going to just say you guys agreed to meet at um, Edith Park the next morning because that is where the crimes were taking place. Um, we'll say you guys agreed to meet there, let's say 10 a.m. Um, and I will now open the floor to you guys bringing us into one, how do you get to Edith Park? What is the setup you do? Uh, and then we can just kind of start the scene from there. Um, it is a dark and dreary day. Uh, there's a chill in the air. It's There's a bitter nip, uh, which is a little strange because it's summer it shouldn't be this cold you're not freezing but your nipples are definitely hard as you're trying to make your way through the city because this cool breeze sales <laughs> so nipples are always <laughs> i was about what to a, fucking say Dell has no different like has no differentiation between this and any <laughs> 
I'll just give it shit. But yeah, so it is, it's strangely cold. It's, <laughs> it's summertime. We're talking 10 o'clock in the morning. It's probably 65 degrees with this cool breeze. There's a heavy overcast and just the energy of Pandora is just dark and dreary. How, where is Edith Park? in relation to everything in the map? That's a great question. So the old district is to the north-northwest of Pandora. Uh, Edith Park is the center point of Pandora in itself. Okay. So how, I don't know if you guys have looked at the map recently, that is on Instagram. That's not a call to go look at our Instagram, but um, so we've got but the also, old district it, in the north-northwest. You guys have an Instagram? Uh, <laughs> uh, Pandora's police department is to the west of Central Park or Central Park but Edith Park uh, Edith Park is quite literally the eye in the middle of Pandora uh, the neon pillars are to the southeast um, and then Colin I think I made an executive decision for you stating that you were also in Old District so you were just to the north of Edith Park where Blockbuster belongs. Exactly. I, yeah, that actually is sensible. Let's, yeah, okay. Yeah, you and Dell are more or less in the same neighborhoods. Okay. Okay. Oh, and I uh, do apologize, not trying to cut anybody off. Uh, Pandora is a metropolis. This is a massive city. Uh, it's very, very comic book, Superman. Metropolis. Ah, so so yeah. um, that's why you kind of have the ability to bring in all of these different types of environment because we're not talking it's just kind of some little small secluded. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but fucking offshoot, just small town or weird thing. I'm like, we're talking a metropolis. This is a massive city where anything is possible. Um, I'm going to warn you. That's what the word I was trying to come up with. I'm going to warn you, T, that like. As the story goes and as my imagination takes off, I'm going to have ideas for gadgets. That's that the whole point Del of this. Has created. Um, but I give you full right to say, no, that's way too OP. Scale that down. <laughs> cool. And Fair I'll try enough. to I'll try to tell you those things like beforehand, yeah, you, but like you just better roll while we were really going, well. I was like, you just better writing. roll really well because <laughs> you might lose another arm. <laughs> I only got the wood. Um, but Dale, Dale Rose, uh, do we, and we said like, what, by the big tree? Is there like, Edith Park is big. Uh, I think you like guys would probably go to the first murder, uh, which took place at, um, on the path near uh, what would be the, the massive tree. Um, one of you has, no, I guess technically all of you would understand that that big tree is not just a massive oak uh, in the Ash. middle of Edith Park. Uh, in the middle of Edith Park is Yggdrasil. Those beyond, those that are touched by the mist do recognize what this tree is. Everybody else just sees, oh, that's a big ass fucking tree central in Pandora. Is the and first- I think we'd established it was an ash tree. Yes, ash tree, thank you for the correction. Sorry, is go the, ahead, Alex. Is the first murder murdered the, the victim? That's Samit Maxim. That was Samit Maxim. Okay, I just want to make sure I wrote these down in the order that you had said that they were killed. Yep. Um, uh, I think, so I think Colin's walking up, having seen Dell <clears throat> like probably do a couple laps past him. I imagine Dell's the kind of person who takes the long way to get to somewhere to enjoy it. So I think that Colin probably saw Generally, him. Generally, yeah. And was like, oh, there goes Dell. And then walked a couple more blocks and then 
in front of him again on the motorcycle. How many one-armed guys can there be on a motorcycle <laughs> in the city? Um, oh, there's Delegan. And then just kind of kept, kept, eventually got there uh, just a little bit after Del did. Oh, one, one question. We that are touched by the mist, we can recognize Idrisil, like this tree is Idrisil, but like, are, and when we just see the world, do we see basically like sparkles, like anything that's touched by the mist or like, so you know. Basically in canon, how the mist works is, uh, you know how like cliche mist is in animation where you see kind of like swirling around things. Yeah. The sleepers, are just void of all of that. Anything that has influenced by the mist has that shroud of mist kind of entranced around them. Not enough where it's like just overtaking them, but you recognize everybody else is like, oh man, this is just a foggy city all the time. Uh -huh. You guys recognize that the fog is the mist. But so, okay, one gadget that I want is like, I want a, a kind of a leather monocle that goes over one eye. That okay. when I'm wearing it, you pass I go. can collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> Sorry. No, you shall not. Um, no, I could see like if somebody came into my presence without using their mist powers, I could still maybe recognize it whether they are touched by the mist or maybe if they left an item or something that is magical or something, I could recognize that it. It's mystical. I can't, I don't know what it does. I don't know everything, but I could. So that's that actually is... redundant. That is just something you are capable of doing okay. as is. That was my question. Yeah, that's okay. that's complete so, redundancy. So to help it out, think like, um, like in Hellboy, they, they know who's like, or uh, no, in Men in Black, sorry, I don't know why I said Hellboy. Yeah, in Men you in Black, guys they're like, see. Like, I know it's, I know you're you. Uh huh. I know you're you. Right. You they guys. Can see the aliens. Got it. Yeah, you guys see them for what they are. The sleepers see them as what the what, as what we as normal individuals would see. You look at uh, Colin, for example, and if you're just blankly looking at Colin, you just see Colin's figure. But if you like, I don't want to say something, but like you recognize that feeling when you kind of like bring in all of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Like behind Colin is just this. Ma I don't want to say massive, but like. A creature exists on top of Colin that has this radiating leadership energy to him. Um, it's a it's a bright light of an armored individual, fair skin, blonde hair, just kind of overlooking Colin as a whole. But then when you guys get into combat, that is when the mist physicalness comes more into play. Yeah, it starts manifesting. Manifesting. Thank you. Okay. Does that make okay, okay, sense? Okay. I know I just said a lot of words yes. that were at first it alluding like to, a, but at first it just looks like a bunch of fallen numbers and figures. But after a while, you don't even see the code. Blonde, brunette, <laughs> redhead. Thank you, Jepson. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I mean, it. Okay, it works. It works so well. <laughs> and so then I'm just I'm just leaning against the ash tree waiting for everybody and I'm I'm just like tossing something up in my hands hands you only have one hand in my hand <laughs> which I'm currently also doing there you go. Same. in real time hey Colin long time no see it's yeah it's been 
like eight hours or so, I think. Well, what have you been doing with those eight hours of freedom? Uh, choice word. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I went back home, called the boss, let her know I was going to be off for a day or so doing uh, some family business. And where, where's the boss? Where boss? do you work? What is your profession? Oh, I'm a, well, technically it says a customer service representative on my name tag, but I basically just uh, suggest, uh, you know, cassettes and DVDs for people to acquire the blockbuster. I'm, I'm oh, a, that's right. I forgot. We talked about this last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, we must have. I don't think that I went to the detail. I uh, wouldn't talk about myself that much. Yeah. Well, I had a way you? of getting that out of you, you know. Stick with me. Uh, is anybody else here? Uh, I, I'll walk up and be like, Dell, stop hitting on the new guy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's not hitting, it's just being friendly. Like Wait, at, was he hitting on me? You're at bat right now, and I don't, I'm, it's too early for that. I'm not. Keep it. Buddy, this bat's always keep, ready. No, no, <laughs> keep the windows to yourself for a little bit. We gotta, we gotta accomplish something today. Um, hey, they're not mutually exclusive. We can do both. It, I'm, I'm gonna look up. Be like, is our other newfound friend gonna? I'm just like looking for the drone. <laughs> is our newfound friend coming? Or um, what? Andres will walk. Will be walking through the park at this point, and uh, be like looking at a notepad, looking around. And is he limping around? We, <laughs> ice the ankles overnight. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. so. <laughs> ice and elevation. It's okay. Yeah, I, ice and elevation. Um, but like looking around the park and like <laughs> putting on an act that is very different from what we've seen Andres, how they've presented themselves up to this point. Um, kind of nervous and looking around and then sees the group of three there. Um, and walks up to um, the detective. Actually, like, uh, I'm sorry. Are you, are you Detective Cooper? Uh, yes. Um. And these two are the. I wasn't given any other names, but uh, I was told to meet you here. And who okay. might you be, handsome? Um, I was. The broker hired me on to come and help out. Well, let's add a fifth to this mess. So they don't like to get their hands dirty? I missed that entirely, Alex. I'm sorry. That's okay. So they don't like to get their hands dirty themselves? No. Uh, they stay, uh, in case you didn't notice yesterday, um, they tend to keep thing themselves far removed. Awesome. I can't, can't say I blame them. This awesome. isn't the best word. Why can't people just show up when they're supposed to? What can I... What, what We're all it? like three minutes early, man. Chill out. I, no, no. It's just it's just more more fucking people to keep track of. I swear to God. I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm sorry. My, I can... No, you're fine. Um, What's what's your name? What What's your profession? Uh, my name is Andres, and um, I help 
help out at the bulb. <laughs> I, I mean, really, I just scribbling the names. Helps broker. I'm a body for hire. More than anything, I don't have any don't, single profession. Don't fucking say anything, though. I swear to God. <laughs> Listen, as no. I, I put what I was, I was. I was uh, tossing, I put it in kind of a side pocket, and I go to stick out my left hand, I'm like, well, name's Cornelius Averdelius III, but my friends call me Dale. And Andres will reach out their left hand and shake it. It's a pleasure to meet you, Dale. Pardon the lift, it's not for mistrust, it's my only option, as you can see. I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, some people are still left-handed. I think you would be misplaced thinking twice about Cornelius here. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then I'll just point out that that over there is Colin. He's, I guess, a hired person himself. I'm also a, these a body days. for hire. Yeah. Um. So maybe. Colin. Colin. You guys. Dell. Oh, must be friends. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So. Uh. Can we, is anybody, is anybody else going to come? I'm just like, I don't even know. It, it didn't, Pierce is going to just keep throwing curveballs at me and I just have more people to keep track of. Um, I'm sorry, are you our babysitter or are you here to work this case with us? We're, we're working together, but you got to understand where I come from and my obligations if things go wrong it's a lot more complicated for me than it is for you all um, oh. hey this is plenty complicated for us you're getting paid to be here we had to put our jobs on hold I put a, I'll be back in 15 minutes sign. I'm going to leave it there till I get back. <laughs> I, I could have made 80 whole dollars if I had worked today. I just want you to know. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I... Hold on, question. How long is your shift? We need to establish it what works. minimum wage is in Pandora. <laughs> no, I don't want to be the one. This is after taxes, so like you also have to establish the taxes. 10 hours. If you do that. He, he doesn't get minimum wage current minimum wage at Blockbuster. I do because I'm a felon. I think I absolutely do because I'm a felon. I say we keep he gets, this, I say we keep this uh, simple. He, he works a 10-hour shift oh, yeah, for $8 an hour. Christ. Yeah. Dear God. Better than corporate America. It's Anyways. supposed to be seven fifty, but but uh, Claire's really nice. So... <laughs> All right. All right then, Cooper. Then what do you know? We're here. Um, we know that uh, this was the place where the first murder happened. So, which is kind of funny. It's this tree. Yes, I. Ironically, it is this tree. So obviously, someone. I mean, I. I doubt this is a sleeper here. Like, we wouldn't be called for that. I mean, I. I guess I would be called for that, but. Obviously, this is somebody who's connected to the mist in some way, shape, or form. Or they will be. Or would have been. Or, or they would have been. Thank you, Colin. Um, now, I don't... 
We really didn't get much when we, we pulled the body last time. So, it's been some time. I don't know if you guys know anything more about this part of the, the park, but yeah, I'm, I'm in here often enough, but not to know it's in and outs. Is anybody a regular here? You guys doing anything scumbaggery? Are we looking for... We're looking, just anything. I'm looking for ideas at this point. Like I don't even. I was told I was coming for the genie. I have a whole new freaking profile to build. I I really don't know a whole lot. Bubba, we all were told we're coming for the genie. Yes. What did you? All right, Lucas. To make your life a little bit easier, so you have a concept. So you've got three case files yep. in hand at the moment. Uh, so your first case file is for Samit Maxim. He is a was a tall a bald tall uh, average building middle middle eastern man um his body was found about 30 yards away from the tree that you're at currently um blood stains are still on the concrete because his body was absolutely mutilated um they had to use dental and what few fingers he had left for identification um because his body was just absolutely filleted in a malicious act did not look surgical it did not look professional it looked spontaneous and just cannibalistic okay your second case file we said was for tony Allen. uh tony Allen. uh tony was a uh, she was a short, uh, slender framed. Uh, they had, she had thick brown hair, just a Caucasian woman. Uh, she was murdered also on the path, probably a hundred yards away. Uh, her body was a little more put together. It was less, um, in, in a detective's mind, you would think that Samit was a random act of violence. Tony might be a little more of a calculated murder. Um, she was still grotesquely killed, uh, but weirdly enough, her face was skinned off. Okay. And then finally, uh, Hemming, uh, Torsten, uh, is a German man, short blonde hair, blue eyes, stocky build. Um, again, another cannibalistic murder, but his face was also skinned off. Did you say cannibalistic or animalistic? Yes said cannibalistic but it was more animalistic so thank you for the correction no i just want to make sure that there wasn't evidence of like digested bits of meat or like uh, it looks like bite uh, i mean i'm sure there are things look like no there thing, absolutely but... was poor canola's those um all uh, of the, the bodies i'm sorry go ahead bud what was the description for um I'm trying to get the my own notes yeah absolutely Hemming Torsen. Uh, Hemming Torsen was a German man, stocky build, short blonde hair, blue eyes. All of these bodies have bite marks. All of these bodies have claw marks. Torn to shreds, but each one to a slightly lesser degree. And then just in canon, we'll say this is kind of information you provided off to them. Um, and then just kind of for sake of their little bio, so you guys are all canonically on the same page. 
Um, Salim Makesum was a pharmacist. Uh, he lived in the Echelon High Rise. Uh, Tony was a tech lead at one of the tech companies in the area, also lived in the Echelon High Rise. And then Hemming was a screenwriter who, shockingly enough, also lived in the Echelon High Rise. And is that's like one apartment building? Yes. Or is that many? That is like, a singular building. Um, okay. Your guys' knowledge of the Echelon High Rise is that is where your upper middle class is living. So, well, sounds like uh, somebody's perfecting their art to me. Well, it sounds like somebody could just very well be a serial killer, but also, yeah, this is almost shreds, like, you say. ritualistic, I swear. Jeff says, was that a... <laughs> I was gonna... And his wife? <laughs> Oh my, it's a shreds, you say. It's gonna, it's gonna, not, it's gonna do it. I'm not getting the reference. It's a Futurama reference. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I never watched it. It's coming back, sadly. Um, Alright, so... Well, it sounds... It almost sounds like, to me, the first thought that came to mind was somebody needed some skin. Took the clean off some meat. And then he tried on Tony's face and didn't like it. So then he put on Hemi's face. So Hemi, sorry, Mr. Torsten was also missing a face? Yes, only two of the three. The first one, I'm assuming this was, is probably a new rift and got a little out of control. But now this rift is honing in and probably taking over this person's life. Oh, maybe they're going full out. Now, I, what? I don't. I don't. I'm kind of new to this whole thing. What do you mean taking over the person's life? So, this happens. Um, so, on the same aspect as we have, you know, all these sleepers around. Occasionally, when uh, the mist is particularly drawn into a person. They start losing themselves to the mist, and it can cause a number of psychological, physical manifestations, and who knows? And it literally will drive someone crazy. What are we looking for here? Uh, anything that you guys could think of. I, and I'm going to start like walking over towards the actual, um, where the body was. And I'm Which gonna, crime scene are you going to? Uh, I'm gonna go to the first one. And I'd meat. like to go to the. I'd like to go to the second one. And um, this is gonna. This is gonna suck. Um, I'm gonna pull out. Uh, just this, like it looks to you guys like a lantern, like just a small little lantern. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna set it down. I'm gonna pop it up. And this for uh, this is one of my gatekeeper tools. Uh, this is a mist beacon, so it's going to thicken the mist around us. Um, okay. And I'm going to go, uh, if I start seizing, just roll me on my side. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, because Cooper, Cooper's, like, he's pretty experienced now at this. And um, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to uh, perch 
So, uh, for the viewers and everything, perching is the art form of pulling information from the mist. And uh, that is one of my gatekeeper um, abilities for my mist. Like, I can, because I am a more experienced person, I have a higher clearance and these guys might not know that but I have higher clearance um I can try and pull like standard per, uh, people perching can pull information from the now from anywhere in the city they can try and pull because the mist is this fabric that you can pull from uh and I'm gonna try and pull from the past okay and unfortunately for me I I'm going to almost experience this. This is fun. Alright, go ahead and roll investigate. When you use your abilities to seek answers to burning questions, burn plus power. Okay, so. Um, so perching would be what? Just a plus one? So perching would be a plus one, and. I. I don't think I can just flat out use detective for this, unfortunately. Is uh, Cooper, are you gonna start seizing because of inhaling something? Uh, no, no. It's uh, hopefully I'm not the one getting torn to shreds. I, I just essentially, guys. Uh, I, I miss, I'm just gonna. Oh, you relive. Uh, experience potentially i could potentially relive this experience it's... no i would say detective is something valid because you are still a detective when you go into this so you have those uh skills that you've established so i would give you a plus two on this okay role. good luck oh i got stuck okay oh it's a four. Oh yeah what's this level gonna be oh that's not good this is plus two that's a big old seven. Okay, so, so, uh, so investigate. Uh, on a hit, you get clues equal power. Spend your clues one, one to ask an MCA question um, about the subject of your investigation or another player relevant question about their character. They must give you a straight answer on either way. Uh, so on a seven to nine, you can choose one. Uh, your investigation exposes you to a danger. The clues you get are fuzzy, incomplete, part true, part false. Whenever or whatever you are asking the questions can answer one question as well. So those are your three with between your seven and the nine. Those are your three options of how this works. And then we will play out the scene. Oh, I'm, I'm totally taking the um, the first one, the potential, because I already just mentioned having a seizure. <laughs> Uh, they exposes you to danger. Yep. So like that, that I'm assuming that would be like my danger. Yep. So that um, is going to give you, um, and I'm. This is going to be one I don't think you can face the danger on. Uh, this is going to just be an uh, affect or effect of the affect. Um, mm. So you are going to take a mild status. Uh, so for this scene, you will be carrying a minus one uh, for. Um, we're just going to call it seizures because that's just what's been established. Uh, so, in the scene with a seven to nine, um, I would say as you, 
I would say if it's go a, ahead. if it's a mild, I'll just like we say like a migraine, and then like if I go up, yeah, no, yeah, I'll, that's I'll valid. Out. That's valid. Thank you for a better Thank example. You. So a seizure, we should never call a seizure a mild status. I feel like that could <laughs> good, good yeah. correction. Thank you for <laughs> that. It's like, a little extreme. Let me just walk yeah. it down the road. They're like, eh, eh, status is doesn't have like examples. Like so, I have to like come up with the tags for them. So that's mm -hmm. actually better. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right. So. Um, as you sit down, as you begin to perch, like, are you just sitting directly down on the ground? Or are you sitting on... Yeah, I'm just gonna sit crisscross and, and uh, okay. kind of... I'm gonna take a deep breath in, close my eyes, and just, like, it's almost... You know how, like, people, like, jump into the water for the first time, you know it's gonna be cold. It's a, it's gonna be, like, a rush of feeling okay. like that. Okay, and are the three of you watching this encounter happen? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I've never got, seen this before. I wanna see a guy seize out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm like squatting next to him, just kind of okay. looking in case he does start seizing. Up. Fair enough. All right. So um, the scene you guys see is um, as Detective Cooper sits down um, and he pops open the beacon. Um, you guys are used to seeing the mist at this point. You guys have all been touched for what eight plus years at this point. Um, so the mist less you guys for me. Okay, right. Uh, but the mist you guys see so often, it's kind of like a mundane thing. But now with this beacon active, it's starting to darken. The purples and the grays are becoming much more prevalent in color to your sight as it begins swirling around um, both the, the beacon and Cooper. And a scene begins to take play for you guys to watch. Cooper, on the other hand, you are now in the eyesight of somebody and you are running through Edith Park. You've got music playing in your headphones uh, and you are just doing your nightly jog. It's another night you're getting your exercise in for the day. Uh, you just keep running past um, lights as you're kind of making your distance through the park, keeping your pace. You start hearing sounds coming through the brush. You hear leaves begin to rustle. You hear growls. And then suddenly you are tackled to the ground from behind. You feel your uh, skin begins clawed at. You begin feeling bites as flesh is getting ripped out of you. And your migraine begins to form as you are encompassed by a scream of desperation, cries for help. Uh, the three of you are watching this mist and act the scene that he's experienced right now. You see a shadowed figure running across the path and off to the side, you see a four-legged creature, some type of beast running from the brush and tackling this shadowy figure to the ground and beginning to mutilate the body, cutting at it, tearing at it, ripping at it. And you see the shadow trying to fight back against it, but is just completely weak and unable to do anything to this beast. Uh, and then the mist begins to subside as it begins to weaken, as it begins to dole out. Uh, and Cooper, you are brought back as the beacon comes to a close, wisping away this darkened mist as everything goes back to what is considered to you guys normal. Sit there and like lurch forward like, mm, fuck. You good, buddy? You need mouth to mouth? <laughs> I will kick your ass. I, I, I'm, I'm literally gonna pull my revolver out. I, I will fucking shoot you. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, 
would be the first time. Were we able to? You said we were able to see the, uh, like the shadows or the the mist give like some semblance of form to those two figures. Correct. Uh, the shadowy figure was a just a humanoid figure running through the woods, uh, and the thing that attached it was just a four-legged beastly creature. You can't make it out. There's no definitive qualities, but you could tell it's a large-sized four-legged beast. Like how large? Like wolf uh, which, size like or like wolf, a... cougar, panther, um, in that large feline-esque. This is something that so my um... dog. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I, I don't know if it will actually work because we are looking at uh, echoes, essentially. Essentially. But I would like to use um, my mythos to try and peer into the mind of the, of the beast. What? Do I have your character sheet? <clears throat> Obviously, I should. Um... That's... What power... Where are you at? Uh, it's the first power tag on my... On my mythos. Did I not... I don't know if I have your character sheet. Ruh-roh. Perfect. Ruh-roh. Uh, it, could you drop it to me on Discord real quick? Yeah. Thank uh, you kindly. I don't have I a like... version of my sheet. Yes, you do. Well, I don't have... I added... Something. Oh, no, oh, I guess I didn't really well, add here so you go then, buddy. Let me just. No, you sent you, you sent me some, but if I add to them, I don't. I'm not doing it digitally. Just, if you want it in general. No, I I have them. I printed what you sent me the first time. Right, and I just sent you the digital copy of your character sheet, so you can update it as needed. I'm definitely not opposed to this idea, Jeff, because I do like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, knowledge is power here. Oh, not, not that one. Uh, neon Pillar City. You were looking at the Neon Pillars tag, correct? No, the Divination. Divination, uh, okay. And Sherlock and Opponent. Uh, were you trying to use the I? The first one. Okay. A. Um. I'll allow it. Um, the only thing I will, I am going to put a limitation on it. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be an investigate role on a 10. I technically would have to give you a solid lead, but mm-hmm. because you are watching an echo of right. a circumstance, it's going to be vague, but yes, I would allow something like this. Cool. Um, all right. I mean, that's only a seven anyway. Uh, So on a seven, uh, which is good canonically for Mm -hmm. what we just kind of established there. uh, So this is, again, you get to pick. Uh, Your investigation exposes you to a danger. Uh, The clues you get are fuzzy, incomplete, or part true, part false. Uh, Whoever or whatever you are asking the questions can ask you one question as well. You answer on the same terms. We'll do the fuzzy. Like, okay. I'm not expecting to get too much from this. Um, so just, yeah, I, I saw an opportunity and I want to take it. Uh, so whether the the three of you look at um, Andres as this happens or uh, this just happens, but for the viewers, uh, Andres as he is observing this scenario, an eye opens in the middle of his forehead. Um, uh, at 
it's the oh that's correct correct um the right eye thank you glow. thank you for the correcting the right eye begins to glow um as the pupil almost takes a mind of its own shooting around in your eyesight um trying to take in all of this information um and the shot is going to follow the attack backwards you watch as the attack takes uh at, takes place and your vision begins to focus in on the beast that's as it's attacking the individual uh you feel just animalistic instincts as it is tearing into this and then as the scene begins to almost rewind uh you feel less rage you begin to feel fear you begin to feel anger you begin to feel scared you begin to feel out of place and almost as if this creature's reacting to something and then your eye goes back to normal as you kind of shock back into life around you uh what the hell is that trying to gather some more information um and as andresh is looking up and talking both their eyes are milky white um like that of a blind person uh-huh. <clears throat> as they're just Ooh, kind of new. as they're just kind of staring blankly ahead like they turn in your direction, Del, to talk to you, but, like, are looking just off-center of your face. Uh, just trying to gather some more information. I saw an opportunity present itself and figured I might take it. I don't think this creature is... This creature seems to be... running from something itself, maybe. Something triggered it, and that's what caused, uh, something triggered it, and that has some, it had some impact on it turning into the animal that caused this murder. So, you said turning into this animal. Did you see it change? You think he wasn't always this way? Doesn't seem like it, no. And how did you know? How'd you get all that just from going blind and shit? I'm very empathetic. <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I want to <laughs> question, GM. Uh, MC, thank you. MC, I am the master of ceremonies. My bad. It will never happen again. Fucking better not. Um, from here, where is the Echelon high-rise? Uh, the Echelon high-rise is to the east of the park. Uh, so if you guys turn around from the murder scene, you can see the high-rise shooting into the sky is a massive building. Uh, it's probably four or five blocks to the east, uh, but due to the okay. size of it, it is very noticeable. You know that is the Echelon high-rise. Four or five? You know what? It's interesting. It seems we got two places of note. We got the Echelon High Rise, of course, where all the victims are from, and then we got this park. And if I know anything about animals, which we used to have some old uh, wild dogs around up in the old district, 
They always bring the food back to where they live. <clears throat> Y'all think this thing lives here in the park? If it's a person, I doubt it. But if it's something else, then perhaps. If it is, it's hiding well. It's not like this park isn't populated during the day. Well, is this park? Sorry, another MC question. Is this park just like trees? Or uh, think, think like New Central York park? Central Park. So in the Central Park, there's some like big rock formations. Yes. There are those here as well. We're talking little, um, what the fucking roundabout things called? Roundabout. Carousels. Carousels was oh, the word. Oh, We're talking carousels. There are street vendors. There are running paths. There are little exercise gardens. There are rock formations. There's like seven different groups. There's like seven different groups doing Tai Chi. Yes. So, I think Cornelius raises a good point. There are two locations. I don't have much I can offer here, so if anybody doesn't mind, Cooper, can you Which give one? me the addresses of the people? I mean, do we... Uh, are, are we going into their houses next? Like, is that what you guys want to do? I can't just... I mean, I think it's important that we establish their connection. I mean, okay, but... When was the most recent murder? It would have been 11 days ago. If it happens every two weeks. Yes. And it's, there's another one three days from now. Okay. So, and yeah, I don't know if we're going to find much more here. Well, we could check the other scenes, but it feels like with the exception of uh, Tony, who had a different form of murder. No, more clean no, not, version. Not, not Her just, face was cut off. Come on, that's different. That, no. Hemming also. Hemming had his face cut off too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the first one. This is almost ritualistic, guys. I swear. I. Whatever. Or we're on is. a feeding schedule. Do you need an ibuprofen? Uh, I'll no, I'll, it'll, I'll be okay. And, uh, look, we can go to the well. Yeah, we can go to their places, just... Please don't steal anything. <laughs> could I could I do one thing before we leave here? <sighs> and I'm... I'm gonna reach in uh, my back pouch, and to the sleepers, to the rest of the world, it looks just like a little jar with a dragonfly in it. But what y'all see is this little tiny mechanic looking like a dragonfly, but it's made of um, little gears and little tiny, almost like watch parts. Cool. I like and, this. And let me, let me just do a quick pass through. And so I'm going to unscrew the jar, delicately pull out the dragonfly, and put them on. Put the jar back. Oh wait, I have one hand. 
Shit. Okay, I'm gonna set the jar down. I'm good. Hey, just get a, just get, you have, instead of a jar with a screw, it's a pop. One man, one jar. Alright. Alright. Oh god. Thank you for watching Four Geeks by Geeks. We just got canceled. Do not Google it. He's done. He's done. I'm gonna pull out this dragonfly. And I'm gonna set him also on the on the ground, and then I'm gonna pull up down my goggle monocle. Okay. And what I'd like to happen the is the goggle, goggle um, cannon, goggle. <laughs> I have a gadget glossary, and that is what's called. Um, what I'd like to happen is. Um, Ooh, no, sorry. As, Monogoggle. Goggle. McGonagall? Monogoggle. What I'd like to the happen is... from Harry Potter? Sorry, anyways. That as it flies around, I can see what it sees. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Fun fact. Great. Birds aren't real. The government's watching you. Correct. Right. Anyways. The government's not real birds. Uh, let me you. just do a little pass through. And so, I give a, I, I give a little wind up. It's got like a... And... It starts to flap its wings, and then it takes off. And what I'm what I'm looking for, basically, I can see what it sees, but also like with the same way that I can see the mist, it can too. And I'm other than Idrisil tree, I'm looking for anything that there seems to be kind of a a gathered place up beyond what I would already recognize. Since I, I come through here enough, I've lived here a while. So that I'm would be an investigation role. And anything out of the ordinary of get oh, the ring of the mist. And then what power tags are you using with? Um and then reminder, use... because this is one continuous scene, the power tags you are currently using in these circumstances for investigation cannot be used again. Um, I have fact finder on my mission. Okay. Could I use that? Sure. So that'll be a plus one. Okay. So I got a seven plus one is eight. Okay. So on a mixed success, uh, you can choose Investigate. Uh, your investigation exposes you to a danger. The clues you get are fuzzy, incomplete, part true or part false. Uh, whoever you are talking to, asking the questions, can ask you one question as well. You answer on the same terms. So which one well, would you like? I'm not really asking anybody a question, so um, I'll take the clues are fuzzy. Okay. Uh, so as the dragonfly kind of jumps up from your hand doing a quick look around as uh, your eyes um, collaborate together and begin to shoot in on the vision from this dragonfly's perspective. The dragonfly begins to zip around as it shoots up towards the sky, uh, giving you an overview part or an overview look of um, Edith Park. And you are getting several marks. Um, all over the park itself of what looks like individuals uh, touched by the mist. Um, but towards the center of one of the, um, in the middle of the park, there are there is a group of individuals doing something, uh, but there is a collective of touched. Okay, that's normal. Sure. Or there's a collective, like there's a group that are all together. Yep, just kind of in the middle of one of the grassy knolls in Central Park. 
or in Edith Park. Um, like separated from everybody else. Uh, so from what you can see, like if you would, uh, the dragonfly would fly over. Uh, you would just see a group of individuals uh, slowly practicing a form of martial arts. Uh, but from what you can see, is the group from the dragon eyes? Uh, they're all touched by the mist. Okay. And how many people are there? Um, I would say there's probably ten. I was gonna say, are they? Are they? Is there four of them? And are they green? <laughs> so ten. Okay. So I'm, as as I see it through the dragonfly, I'm just kind of having a stream of consciousness what I see out loud, so the rest can take note. Uh, ten individuals are practicing some sort of fight style. They're all touched. Um, also, does my dragonfly, as they pass through, as it passes through, does it see any like? I guess what I'm kind of looking for is, um, if this thing lived here in the park, would it have a lair? Would it have a home? Would it? have a spot that it resides uh, as you would fly around you would see um some small cave entrances but none of yeah. them are emitting a bunch of mist okay i see cave but it doesn't seem like there's much mist activity there but y'all know about a group that fights 10 of them i'll touch you heard of that for cooper i want to this is Something I think I actually can. I'm savvy and streetwise, and I have a, a connection to some people who were a little touched and uh, physically involved, we'll say. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily investigating, but I don't know what this. I mean, it has to be investigating, right? Um, this is more about like something that I've already. This would be like the D and D equivalent of like a history check, I guess. But I don't know what the. Yeah, I would say just in general, um, you wouldn't need to make a roll on this because this is just you have knowledge of this circumstance. Um, you just know that in the park there is um a regular group of individuals that practice um a more ancient form of martial arts. Yeah, these. I don't really get martial arts, but they've kind of been meeting here for a real long time. It's kind of more art to them than anything. It's a, an old practice that they've kind of kept alive through their circle. I don't think they've ever been violent against people. It's more about practicing for the it's continuation the of practice. of discipline in the mind, the body, and the soul. Did you read that off of a fortune cookie? <laughs> I will fuck you up. <clears throat> I'm not uh, this is the second time that an officer of the law has threatened us. I just want you to know you all have rights. I, I, <laughs> I, I want you all to know that I am not operating on the capacity of the normal law. I will. We, we will. Fight. And yet he acts like he's above us. So which one is it? <laughs> Listen. Y'all, can you have this little Come. lover spat Come. later? Come. Look. I don't want to be here. You clearly don't want to be here. I'm not trying to bully you. I, no. It's just... Look. I'm sorry. Bullying implies an, an air of superiority, and I don't find you better than me, so... Okay. Okay. 
Look. Fuck the apology then. I'm just trying to do my job. And I just watched or felt like I got torn to shreds. So, could you just give me a little bit of a break? And um, No, where are we going next? <laughs> Should we go check on that group of martial artists? Or do they seem irrelevant to the current uh, They're here all the time. I don't see a reason. They're, I mean, they're not here at the time of the murder, so... All the more reason that we should go. They're here all the time. They may have witnessed or heard something. There could be an eyewitness or somebody who heard anything. A scream even could be news. Alright, well, let's go and ask them then. How? If you want to. How close are we to Yggdrasil at this yeah. point? Uh, 30 yards, I think we established. Yeah. You're still at the Since... first crime scene. <laughs> right. Um, oh, I, I need to update my tag because I'm blind. Um, wasn't there uh, some old timer sleeping over on the bench by the tree? I don't care about the homeless. Um, <laughs> Again, may... proving that he is here as a cop. Doesn't care about the homeless. <laughs> you may have seen something. It's worth asking. <laughs> Look, obviously we Man, can't... Y'all are good at this detective shit, except you, detective. Dell, <laughs> you're really good at gadgets until you fucking blow yourself up. Alright. Listen, it's called learn curves. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Look, obviously we canvassed the place before. If you guys want to talk to him, they didn't really give us much the first time. So, hence the reason I am kind of just spent right now. Also, again, I just got torn to shreds. And you guys are kind of annoying right now. Seems like the kind of thing you volunteered for, though. So, like... Well, we can let the detective uh, sit on the bench for a bit. We can we can just bench him for a bit. The rest of us can try and take the lead. And Andres is still just staring blankly off into the distance, like at this point, like facing to the left of the entire group, not really realizing <laughs> where you are. Hey, do, do you need a do you need to hold my hand or something? Um, I'm hesitant to take that offer. Um, yeah, no, um. Don't hold his hand. <laughs> this hand is I soft. no, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm moisturizing. No. I don't No. I don't like being no. told what to do. And Andres will like reach towards um <laughs> Del to like try and find his hand. And that note <laughs> Del likes to be told what to do. Del no. No, doesn't like to be told what to do. Oh. Del. Yeah. So grab your hand Cons because Del. the detectives tried to consent. tell Andres Got not it. to. Consent, Del. Listen, I'm here on a job. Just because I like to fuck doesn't mean I like to fuck all the time, alright? Del, I want God damn. written consent. Andres' hand is just like on Del's face, just like going down his shoulder. Yep, you keep, keep working at it, keep finding it. Grabs you by the wrist. All right, direct me towards the. That's not. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> wrist? <laughs> Hell yeah. Direct me towards Damn. the homeless person. 
All right, let's go, Bubba. And I lead him over to the homeless person sleeping on the bench by Idrisil. Correct. I'm, I'm uh, the homeless individual um, has his uh, hat pulled down over his eyes. He's just laid back on a bench, clearly snoring. Uh, a cup clenched in his fist, kind of hanging off the bench. Um, Andres will reach into like into one of their pockets and pull out a silver dollar coin and drop it into the cup. And almost instinctually, as the metal clinks against the glass, hello. Easy, buddy. We're wondering. There have been some murders here. I didn't do it. No, I didn't expect you to. Well, the cop accused me of doing it. Asshole. That's why the cop's not asking this time. Just wondering if you've seen anything. The homeless man uh, sits up, adjusting his hat, looking down uh, into his cup. Thanks. Um. It. Yeah, I, w- I was here. You were what? About a be almost about two weeks ago. Wouldn't be the last time you saw this. Oh well, I was. I saw the first one because it was like right over there. It was. What'd you see? It was disgusting. Some feral creature came running out of the brush, uh, and just attacked that poor man running. Did Can you, you describe what it looked like? Sorry. I mean, it was dark. There was mangled hair, fangs, claws. It had a tail, but it was like matted and. I don't know. It was a weird-looking beast. Did it notice you at all? Uh, it, was, it was pretty um, f- hyper-focused on that poor guy. And what were you hyper-focused on? Uh, not going towards the creature, shredding the man running. Were you the one who got police on the scene? You can't confirm that, cop. I'm not a As he gives you a weird side eye. Depends. Is there a reward for any information? Yeah, Did I don't kick me? you from here to Timbuktu. Then I didn't call shit. Does he know? Stand down, Colin. Andres will pull another silver dollar coin out of their pocket and drop it in the cup. I sure Just... did, because I didn't want him to die. Did you see where the creature came from or where it went even uh, just a general direction right back the way it came came ripped out of that brush killed the man in a terrifying time and then ran right back to the brush can i ask a weird question we know that guy kind of lost all of his skin do you know if he lost it all in one piece um, no, it was like, a sh- like if you put a body into a shredder, like, you ever watch them cartoons where, like, they kids dig into something, things go flying in the air? It was like that, but with, like, blood and guts and skin. They didn't get uh, many cartoons in the last few years, but I can use my imagination. You do that.
Uh, the old timer is going to give you a wink and then lay back, uh, cover his eyes again, and go. Hey, hey! Before you go to bed, can I ask your name, buddy? Steve, and lowers the flap, revealing only the one eye. Steve, thank you kindly. I'm gonna be honest, that's hey, a lot more than okay. I thought. Then two dollars would get from a homeless person, but I usually have to pay more to get anything from them. At least you get twenty more bucks. Honey. Twenty bucks. More flies with yeah. That's what I was about to say. See, I think we're starting to rub off on you, Colin. No. Oh no, I'm not going to use honey. I'm still going to use vinegar. I don't care about getting more flies. I just if you wanted to note that you did a good job with that. At least let go of my hand first, Dell. <laughs> Before we rub off on him? Yes. We could do it together. <laughs> I'd rather not. Alright, alright. To the apartment um... complex. We, Del, you can't. Yeah, but you better get used to this. This is all the time. No, I, I was never used to this, and I never. I will speak be. fluid innuendo. I will never be used to this, because quite frankly, it kind of weirds me out a little bit. I, you gotta embrace it one day. We're all, we, you and me, buddy, ain't nothing but mammals. Here's the address. Go to the high rise now? Here's the address. I'll meet you guys there and open the scene. Alright. Uh, Del, I guess I'm traveling with you. Well, good thing I got a, my seat's big enough for two. Colin, how you getting there? Actually, actually, I'm kind of good at this shit. You want to ride with me too, Colin? No thanks, I'll walk. Colin, you can, All right. you can get in the back of the cruiser. No thanks, I'll walk. <laughs> <laughs> what? For good old time's sake? Colin is going to walk up to him and just sort of stand over him. And then just get walking. <laughs> um... So I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna lead you over to the... I did my bad. Thanks for the yeah. correction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw your mouth <laughs> move and I was like, this is this was probably funny and I wanted to hear it. <laughs> oh no, I was just progressing this. Story. I was gonna say the scene fades out as uh, the three groups uh, kind of walk in separate directions. Uh, Cooper back to his squad car. Um, Colin making a beeline towards the high rise and then. Dell awkwardly it, bringing Andres uh, to his motorcycle. Uh, so as the scene fades out, uh, we kind of got to see you guys walk as we get a wider view of uh, Edith Park and then back towards a wider view of Pandora. Um, and then the scene is going to immediately shoot over to the front entrance of um, the what Echelon. Echelon High Rise. Um, who would get there first? Well, Not Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Dell and Andres. So as we as we pull up on the motorcycle, we're just gonna do kind of a a loop de loo around the, the whole block and kind of get a, a eye for entrances. Are there any alleys nearby? Is there a doorman? 
Is there, is this like a fancy place? Does it have a gate? Yes, this is a very fancy place. Um, at the front entrance is a very stocky, uh, well put together black man. You can tell, he, your mental image is the type of doorman that's had this same job for 35 years. Everybody knows and loves him. Uh, the kids get candy every time they come and go because they're on a first name basis with him. He's just got a great relationship with everybody. Uh, but he's got a sternness in his eyes. Um, very, very. Guy has a protective aura around him, but also that like friendly giantness to him. You know mm -hmm. who it is? It's, it's the guy from John Wick that runs the Continental. Well, not runs the Continental, but he's the clerk at the Continental Hotel in John Wick. Yeah. For those who actually watched it. Great movie. I watched the first one. So you know what I'm talking about. I didn't watch the third, but I still want to. They're all all three movies are actually pretty yep. incredible movies. <laughs> Super good. It's on my list. Um I'm I'm seeing shapes at least now. Shapes and colors. Instead of, yeah, instead of a big black blob, it's a big white blob. Um, How long does this last? No, a no. scene. <laughs> <laughs> a scene. Ah. Good. Uh, and scene. Usually not too long. Um, well, that's a scene. It ends in a big white blob. That's And that's uh, oh, he's playing this again. favorite You can find that on our spicy scene. site. Anyways. Um, it's like Patreon. OnlyFans.com backslash four geeks by geeks, anyways. It was it, it, four fans by fans. Yeah. Four, fans four fans by fans. fans. Oh no. But uh, like four, at this point, four, four by sluts by geeks. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, Andresh's site is coming back as we're circling around and like. You're I'd pay for Andresh. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> done. Really, really back in. So you as you're. As you're getting the, the real layout dough. of the uh, uh, the high rise, um, that's when Andres' sight is coming back. So it's just like as we finally pull up in front, mm -hmm. Andres is just like. <sighs> Did in sorry, go ahead. Are we waiting for everyone else then? Well, I thought we'd take kind of a walk around. We just did a loop de loo. Uh, saw there's a doorman, and MC did. Is there any like back alleys in the nearby? What other kind of buildings? Uh, yeah, so this is kind of a standalone. Um, there's corporate buildings kind of all around. So the high rise is pretty individual. Uh, but between one of the um, corporate buildings to the, uh, we'll say south of the high rise, there is a back alley there. Um, and there's trucks, uh, delivery trucks constantly coming and going. You can tell this is the route. Uh, for any shipments to the high or to the high rise, this is where it comes in. Okay, looks like there's a back alley back there with probably a loading dock where deliveries are made. You want to go talk to that doorman while we wait for everybody else? Um, possibly. What are we trying to get from him? Well, he's from what I see, he seems like he. Mention everybody by name, at least, greeting everybody with a smile, so I can't help but think that he would have known these three victims. Especially if they were running. They probably had a schedule. Runners have schedules as a runner. Uh, meta, but like, you know. <laughs> I mean, what do you say you go use some of that honey? 
like you're the one who's better with people than I am, but... Hey, I liked what you did back there with that homeless man. Oh. The... This city is surprisingly run by the people who go unnoticed. That's just what I've learned. So yes. I... Someone who spends quite a lot of time with those unnoticed. I think you're right. I just know that those people will always be the unseen eyes, the unheard ears. And they're willing to part with their knowledge a little bit easier than most people around the city. Especially if you just give them a kind eye. Well... These eyes is always kind. That's why I think you might have a better chance with this doorman than I would. Well, let's go shoot our shot, huh? May as well. So I park the bike across the street. And I don't do I need to hold your hand? No, I can I can fend for myself at this point. Alright. So we stroll on over. Now I, I greet I walk up towards this guy, giving him a friendly smile. How are you boys doing today? Hey, well, we're doing all right. Hopefully, you can maybe help us with a little something, if you don't mind. Yeah, how can I help you? Well, first of all, my name's Cornelius Dale, or, or Averdelius III. Pleasure, nice to Daryl. Daryl. Doorman uh, Daryl. Sorry. <laughs> Some people call him what? the Double D. <laughs> well, Daryl, we're kind of a... Uh, we're friends of some people that live here in the Echelon, or, and we haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, yeah, who's that? Well, uh... We know this... Uh, we know Samit, and we know... Uh, and the moment you say Samit, uh, Daryl's demeanor immediately changes. He goes from kind of a... Posing just gently to crossing his arms, kind of rolling his shoulders back, and his size is starting to be emitted um, off to you. You want to try that again? We're friends, buddy. Ain't no reason to be flexing those big old muscles for no reason. Why are you here? Listen, we're just trying to figure out what happened to him. Sounds like you know what happened to him. Does it? Samit was well, a good man. And Daryl takes a step down towards you. I'm sure he was. And we just want to bring justice to what happened to him. Him and Tony and Hemming. Uh, and at this point, you see Daryl starting to get, like, physically angry. What do you want? Bubba, bubba, bubba. I've been watching you for the last couple minutes, and you seem to have known every person in this high-rise by name. Now, I can tell that you've been here a while, and you take great pride in what you do, and I respect the hell out of that. Because to do it for this long with a, that grin on your face takes time, and it takes investment, and it takes care. And that's the kind of people I like to surround myself with. Yeah, I do know everybody. I don't know you, and now you're conveniently asking about those that were just brutally murdered. Is that convenient? Man, <laughs> for uh, anybody. 
around this time I'm gonna show up with with the Starbucks. Like <laughs> I wondered why you didn't come with us. Like, I right, look, I'm sorry. Uh that kinda took a lot. I'm just like walk up and go like Hi Daryl. Detective? They're, are these guys with you? They're yes, yes. Uh let's just say they weren't my first pick, but they're here. It's, all right, all right. Daryl okay. starts straightening it out with his overcoat. It's, it's okay. I told them that I just to wait for me, but obviously. He he didn't actually. He didn't say that. I said I had to open the scene up. Did I not? <laughs> uh, we're not at a scene. I'm just making friendly. Not everybody likes um, your type of friendly, though. Could Andresh try and use the distraction, uh, like the ongoing distraction and Dell up to this point to try and sneak around? Uh, yeah. Give us a sneak around. <laughs> he sees Colin um, going in through a loading dock. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Colin's so, in the back. He's just, I didn't want to deal with the doorman, hey, Andres. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, no, ex I <laughs> would love to set that up, actually, if this goes sure, well. Sure, let's set the scene. I have... Um, I'll use... I also have a question after this. Okay. Um, I would like to use my anonymity uh, power tag to try and just, like, add a plus one to this as well. Sure. Um, ooh, that is a... Five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Ooh. Uh, so that is will be a mixed success. Uh, sneak around. When you use your ability stack secretively or deceptively, roll plus power on a hit. Everyone that should fall for it falls for it. On a seven to nine, it's complicated. The MC chooses one. Someone unimportant noticed you, but you just made them important, right? Uh, you're perceived only by a secondary scent. Someone picks up on your scent uh, while you're stalking them. Uh... You've seen whispering a message, but the message is not heard. Uh, you must leave something important behind or be discovered. So since I get to choose. All right. And I know what happens. All right. But yeah, Andres will just like go through one of the like, we'll use the distraction of Daryl getting angry at Dell to just like sidestep through uh, an employee door, make their way around to the loading dock, and just like as Colin is walking up to the apartment complex like through the alleyway, looking around just the I thought you might be back here. Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna sneak in, I was just gonna walk in and see who tried to stop me. Uh, <laughs> I like your way. That works for you though. Uh, thank you. I'm gonna. Yep. I'm just gonna walk in. I don't care who notices me. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna walk in the back. I'm gonna act like I've been there before. That's kind of my my confidence. Confidence in a high vis vest. You can get anywhere. <laughs> or a clipboard. Yep. Clipboard. It's the the high vis vest and the clipboard. It looks like you are absolutely just, there to look at some sort of utility. Just, yeah. Just, um, but yeah. Um, 
guess we don't really know the apartments of the three victims. Oh, you didn't get that from. <laughs> <laughs> was that part of the was that part of the address? Or? I'm gonna be honest. I was gonna go look at mailboxes and see the names and numbers that correspond to them, and nice. then I was gonna just kind of work from there. You know what? I'll actually. No, I don't have anything else I want to burn for this. Not yet, anyway. Um, while we're talking to Daryl, what, what I really want to know is, um, what the connection between the three is. If they were friends, if they knew each other. Uh, Daryl's gonna kind of look at you and look over at Cooper. Did you not fill him in on anything? Well, <clears throat> they uh, they don't like to read reports, so we weren't I given don't reports. Ever given a report? <laughs> Cooper, I look. hate Cooper more and more every moment. <laughs> this is this is just me not knowing the information. So I'm just bullshitting my way out of stuff. No, they didn't know each other. They weren't part of some sort of book club, or they didn't all run together, or... Nope. They all lived very different lives. Well, what kind of lives did they live? You know, I've got things to do. Being interrogated by you is not one of them. Cooper, do you need let into the building? Yes, please. We gotta... I'm gonna open up the see if maybe we overlook something or Cooper you are aware of this uh, your little friend here you do not bother the other inhabitants you oh. do not interrogate them trust me I wouldn't dream if he gets you stay in the rooms and that's it Sardo uh, if you try and and just Matter of fact, Much just... like your little friend there that snuck off thinking I wouldn't notice, if I see you wandering anywhere other than those three crime scenes, you will be evicted and what you a... will not be allowed entrance. What a high perception. <laughs> hey, uh, and Daryl is going to turn and use his ID badge to scan the door uh, and open it up for you. I so appreciate you and everything. It was so nice chatting with you. Thank you, buddy. Uh, he's going to hand you over a mint, um, and as you guys walk through the door, he shuts it behind you. I like that, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl don't like you. Well, give it time. No, <laughs> no we ain't giving it time. And so, my question about earlier is, when when exactly do we invoke weaknesses, or can I just have a con? Like, would that just be for rolling, or could I literally just so it's start it right for now? For rolling, okay. um, so you would invoke your weakness, uh, to your roll because it's going to give you a minus one uh which is how you draw attention which is how you power up your cards because because homie homie's got one right now um, it's on lock <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh cooper and dell you guys are making your way to Samit. i got something for me and colin okay um, could i do a change the game roll 
Um, when you use your abilities to give yourself or an allies an advantage on a roll, uh, on a hit, a you get to create juice equals power. Spend your juice to obtain the following effects. Story tag, burn a power tag, reduce a status, uh, scale up an effect, prolong the effect, hide the effect, any improvement you're, you and the MC agree on. I'm assuming you were trying to create a story tag. Yes. Okay. Um, and I would like to use my eye for detail and um, my... Info. I'm going to change the name of the F power tag under the broker from know your enemy or always be prepared to, um, I don't, I just need to figure out a better name for it because it's pretty much the information gathering. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's information gathering isn't exactly the one, the phrase I want to use for it, but okay. yeah, I want to use those two power tags. Sure. So that'd give you a plus two. Well, that comes out to a total of four. Uh, so with that four, uh, so what were you, set the scene, what were you intending to do there? I was hoping that Andres would be able to use the um, eye for detail and the information gathering to um, remember the, uh, the apartment numbers from Detective Cooper's Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, so kind of how that one's going to break down is you and Colin are talking to each other like, you guys were trying to figure out like where you're yeah. supposed to be going. Uh, and a delivery guy kind of comes up, bumps you behind you, kind of like distracting you from the conversation. Get the hell out of the way. We're trying to work. Even better, you cannot read my notebook unless I to, like let you. <laughs> it is part of my gatekeeper stuff. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to... So, yeah, so story person. tag is not created due to that role. I'm just gonna so... ask this delivery guy something. Okay. Uh, hey, sorry, our buddy told us to meet him in the back. Um, but he's not here. I don't know if. Who's your buddy? Uh, Detective Cooper. Should no detectives back here, man. Yeah, we're just, we're working, you know, with him, so we're trying to, you know, help him out. I was wondering... Can't imagine he'd be back here. He'd probably be towards the front. Okay, we're just going to go towards the front then, and I'm just going to walk with... <laughs> just get away from this guy and also get to where I'm pretty sure that... Well, so we'll intersect with everybody just to get us back on track. <laughs> um, okay, see ya, bye. So are you guys trying to sneak through the delivery entrance? Are you guys going towards? I got consent. I'm not sneaking. I, I was given consent by a worker of the building to enter. I'm going to come in. I'm not Fair sneaking. enough. <laughs> yeah. So we'll say you guys uh, come in through the lobby together, meeting at the elevator doors. Oh, I was gonna say since Daryl said oh, something, yeah. I'd probably be heading back there anyway and be like, "Oh, he's they're probably lost in here." Not lost. Yeah. I had to make sure Colin got in. Or Colin could have came to the front door. I didn't know we were meeting at the front. I sort of assumed it You're was... You're right. You're right. This is some really back alley stuff, considering, you know... It's an really, it's on you, Detective. I... Yeah, I concur. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I get it. Uh, I'm pretty right, sure that so... you said you were in charge of us, and we weren't given instructions, so... <laughs> right. Okay. But in Fair my life. personal life, I got to get going. So we're going to wrap up this <laughs> okay. session in this final scene. 
uh, you guys all uh, get into the elevator together uh, and you guys make your way to the 48th floor. Um, the 48th ele- floor. 48th floor. The elevator doors open as you guys are met with a well-lit hallway. Um, plants all over the place, decorative lighting. Um, you're, li- you're walking through a very uppity, rich area. Uh, and as you guys make your way down the hallway, third door on the right, you are met at 4847. Uh, as Cooper, you would know, which was uh, Samit makes some home. Uh, the yellow tape is still across the door as you kind of rip that down, uh, unlocking the door. And as the door swings open, uh, you are met with a well-kept home. Uh, there is nothing of note in your direct light side as uh, light is just kind of pouring from the hallway into the uh, entryway into uh, the late Samit Maxim's home. Uh, as you guys are met with just utter silence. Uh, the, home, the apartment has already been cased previously. Uh, but yeah, so that is where we're going to set our final scene. Uh, the room is dark as the door swings open. Uh, four silhouettes are standing in the doorway of this um, crime scene. Here you guys is three of your first crime scenes that you guys are investigating. Uh, and that is where we will pick up next time here on Four Geeks by Geeks with our City of Mist unnamed campaign because I hate titling shit with a burning passion. <laughs> I hate burning characters that I'm gonna have to use soon. <laughs> uh, so, uh, one very cool thing that this game uh, has a title that I love because it's fucking in our closing uh, is geek out during credits at the end of every session debrief character development crew growth and crew relationship and gain benefits accordingly um so we have not actually established the crew yet but we've gotten some interactions between everybody uh so in this geeking out during credits i am curious uh what is each of your guys's relative uh relative how do you feel about each other's players' characters? Like, I want to know in care, Colin. How do you feel about Dell, uh, Andres, and Cooper? There's like a sliding scale of how he feels about the respective um, player characters. Obviously, like Cooper, he's just kind of like showed up and was like, "These assholes don't steal anything." Blah blah blah. It was kind of just a dick. And so Colin's like, "All right, I don't normally like just have a, a passion for." like hating cops but like right now I, it feels a little more justified to kind of be like this guy's a <laughs> shitty detective i don't really care feels like he got put on this job because he owes the da something and i don't like that so um and then dell is a lot and so he's calling him cornelius to kind of be like we are not friends we're not enemies i don't have anything <gasps> against you but i, I wondered why you called me cornelius it's intentional uh and then andres <laughs> it's like I think that he, I think that Colin suspects that Andres is more than just like a mark for the broker. I don't think he suspects he's the broker, but like the kind of abilities that he expressed are very like, hmm, if I was somebody who wanted information and this would be the kind of person that I, I think he thinks that Andres is probably like a right or left hand person for the broker. Um, and so there's kind of like this like understanding that Andres is different but he's not being rude or crass or generally like it seems like genuinely thinks that he's like that andres has more um that they have like more 
uh, like social skills than Colin. And so Colin looks at that and says, okay. I know that okay. Dell is like a pretty face, but I think that he doesn't think that Dell's method of persuasion is as effective <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as Andreas's was. So I dig it, it works 50% of the time, every time. And yeah. Dell, what's your opinion on everybody else? Um, so far, Colin is a cookie that I'm going to crack sometime. Uh, Detective Cooper, it's just, he acts all cool around everybody else, but behind closed doors, I know he is a different monster. <laughs> and Andres, uh, he, he and I kind of seem like we might be kindred spirits. They. And I'm sorry, so sorry. They, they and I, um, which almost they are more of an attractive quality because they have they energy, which Dale, <laughs> Dale doesn't swing either way. He's, I mean, he swings either way. It's not, <laughs> it's not just one direction. It's just so far we haven't met anybody of the female persuasion <laughs> in this whole storyline. <laughs> um, but he's, he's really curious about what exactly Andres does for the info broker, what his relationship is. Seems like if the info broker sent him, then he's got a lot of trust in what he does, but jury's still out on that one. All right, and Andres? Uh, Andres is, Andres has found, I, I wouldn't know, I don't know if kindred spirit is the right phrase for it, but like a mutual, res uh, an understanding for Detective Cooper, um, just in, this is someone whose main goal is to get information and that's a like and that's it it doesn't matter if that strains or ruins relationships if if it means getting the information that's needed in the end and Andres understands and respects that on a very deep level um, De Del is a Andres is trying to balance Dell here because um, the group that Dell is a part of is someone that Andres needs information on, and so wants to get in great like wants to become friends with Dell or wants Dell to believe that they are friends so that they can use that against Dell, but doesn't want to actually become friends with Dell because then that's something that can be used against Andres. And then Connor, um, Cooper, it's Cooper, it's Connor. Oh yeah, Colin. Colin. Oh, Colin. Colin. Sorry. Not Connor. Okay, let me fix that. Then I'm sorry. Um, Colin is kind of the same thing that Colin said about Andres. Um, Andres thinks that there's more to Colin than meets the eye. Like there's okay, ex-con, a you know a body for hire, but there's got to be something special about. Colin at that and we haven't seen Colin do much I haven't made a single yet. roll other than when I rolled against Snyder in like session zero or, right. or whatever and it was. So, so like and Andres is always more cautious about those who are more reserved because if someone is outgoing like Dell, it's easier to learn about them, whereas if someone is reserved like Colin, it's a lot harder to learn anything about their motives or what drives them. 
All right, Cooper, close us out. All right. So uh, obviously, uh, Cooper has a great um, one-on-one relationship with Dell. Uh, no, Cooper. Cooper is like he doesn't actually mind Dell that much. He just minds the <laughs> constant just innuendos. He's just like, come, just, please, <laughs> please. Like you're you're actually like decent and pretty good at what you do. But God, you kind of annoy the fuck out of me. You. <laughs> like you can, you're really, really good. But man, you're the guy that's gonna like talk the entire time, and like I just needed one thing for you from you. I think if Cooper and Colin are ever gonna find a middle ground, it's going to be on like a why is Cornelius this way? Like that's um, the only way. <laughs> and as far as Colin's concerned, Cooper's just like look. This is just my authentic brand of asshole, and obviously it's not meshing well, which I get. Maybe I shouldn't make jokes about, you know, someone being incarcerated, but also... Don't get incarcerated. Don't. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it hasn't... Like, I really haven't... Like, as like everybody else said, really, there's not... There's not really much to go on so he's just like oh this is my brand of asshole if you don't like my brand of asshole you don't is cooper a karen no <laughs> no i'm pretty I'm, cooper's actually a, a pretty laid back like whatever but he's gonna talk shit he's gonna and he's not Say- i mean genuinely like hey look you got something wrong with you i'm gonna let you know something wrong with you and as far as andres he's he's uh <laughs> happening he's he's, on stream (laughs) he's sitting there like i don't it's true i don't know what i'm supposed to do with this person because i thought i was getting the broker and now i have this person and so in the back of his mind he's like who like in what relation you know the same same as uh, them it's like who's what's the relation why is the broker just not worth my like too busy like it's not really worth it to them i'm like just sending someone to go because i haven't had really any like, interaction other than to tell dell to stop it <laughs> but that, that's he's still feeling out most of the characters other than dell can that's, you say my brand of asshole one more time my brand of asshole <laughs> But on that note, until next time, I'm T. I'm Bozer. I'm Alex. (laughs) Every time. Every time. We need an order. You think we plan an order, but. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, okay, I guess I'm I'm Lucas. I'm I'm here. here. You guys just keep geeking out. out. (laughs) Bye. Take care, everybody.